Yes, sir. Welcome to another episode slash chapter of the podcast. Here, M, out. It's your host, Elijah Mendez, aka Eli, aka the Prophet on Instagram. Follow the podcast here. Period. E. Period. M. Period. Out. Underscore on Instagram for all the updates. Everything you need to know about the podcast. As we are here with another episode, chapter. Seven of the pod, we call this one the Grammys because the Grammy nominations have came out. So we will discuss everything that has to do with that from the nominations who I think personally should win each Grammy category of relevance to the podcast. We'll also go over the various sports news, how the Giants and the Jets stink really bad. How the Knicks and the Nets are doing. We go into NFL predictions for for Sunday's games because it is Friday now, so the Thursday games had passed. We go into the needs for Christmas time, five needs, league fit, Thanksgiving fit, words of the wisdom. Plenty to go over in this episode. I appreciate you guys tuning in. This is the day after Thanksgiving, and I wanted to just give a shout out to everyone who listens to the pod. I'm very thankful for all you guys uh, for just giving me hope and motivation to keep it going with this. Um, and, you know, pushing me to become better at it, pushing me to be my true self. Um, it, it's just without you guys' support, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do what I do and you know enjoy it and think that I, I have a chance of doing something bigger um, than what I'm doing now. Even you know, like I say all the time. I don't care how many people listen to the pod. At the end of the day, I know that it's regardless, it's still going to take me places, you know. And, you know, I, I hope you guys are extremely thankful for being around family and friends, especially family and friends that you guys don't see very often. So for you guys to be able to go see that, those family members and friends, it's extremely great. I hope you guys enjoy yourselves. You enjoyed the Thanksgiving food. I had some great food. Meals were delicious. Dessert was A1. You know, I am just hope that you guys enjoyed yourself as much as I did. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, just run over a few things that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful to have my family. I'm thankful for my, my beautiful girlfriend. I'm thankful for my wonderful dog. I'm grateful for having the job that I have right now, putting me in steps in the right direction of doing something I want to do as a career. You know, I'm thankful for being alive every single day. Um, I'm thankful for, you know, for everyone in my family, friends, everyone that I care about, that they're safe and they're striving. Um, you know, there's so much more I'm thankful for. But I just, you know, just to give you guys a little snippet after, you know, the day after Thanksgiving where, you know, it's more of a leftovers day, you know, going to the parents' house, you know, eating a, a nice little meal with them. Um, so it should be, you know, a great weekend. Sadly, tomorrow is our Friendsgiving. So Friendsgiving will be happening. All the friends are pulling up with all different uh, platters and desserts and drinks and and all that. So looking forward to that. Going to be playing games, enjoying ourselves, listening to music. Just pure good vibes, you know. So looking forward to that. Um, bro, this... Leads me on to the words of wisdom because because it is the Thanksgiving season. And just like that, once this weekend's over, everyone's going to be flipping a Christmas. 
Um, I just wanted to give some words of wisdom that I found pretty interesting regarding Thanksgiving. And the words are, Thanksgiving offers us an annual pause from the pace of life, return to places we do not often visit, and gather with people we don't often see. Because at the end of the day, in Thanksgiving, you, you usually, you know, not every family, but a lot of families tend to see family members that they don't really see really often. So it's that time to appreciate, talk to them, see how things have been going. They can ask you how things have been going. You know, you can see the changes that have been going on because, you know, if you if you see like me, like a lot of family members I only see really during the holiday times. So, you know, between, you know, like Thanksgiving and Easter, there's a huge amount of, you know, <laughs> months in between. You know, you you know, you might do a little barbecue here and there, like Labor Day and all that, uh, Fourth of July. But, you know, it's not as iconic as the Thanksgiving, Christmases, New Year's, Easter's, you know. So it's extremely cool to be around family during that time. And, you know, so just, um, you know, life, it's get it. You work your nine to fives, your eight to fours, or you mean, for me, it's nine to six, 10 to six for other people. You know, you tend to just want to, you know, eat food, shower, sleep, repeat, you know. So throughout the week, especially when there's not a holiday, when there's not a long weekend, and then weekends catching up, grocery shopping, cleaning, laundry, uh, you know, all that stuff that you don't really have time to do, you know, after work or before work. So, you know, it gets extremely pe- busy for people's lives, you know. So, you know, take advantage of being around the family that you don't really see a lot. Take advantage of being around the friends you don't see a lot. And, you know, enjoy conversation with them. Be in the moment with them. Because you don't know how much longer it's going to last ever. So, and especially with COVID, that's taught us, you know, that you never really know. So, keep it going. But, yeah, we have a pack. Like I said, we got a packed show for this pod. What would I pick for each Grammy category? The top five most iconic Christmas songs. Bryson Tiller dropped the Christmas album. We're going to discuss that a little bit. Sports, league fit. We got a lot to get into. Also talk about the bubble vest. Is that making a return in 2021 to 2022? I'll discuss more of my opinions on that, and uh, we'll keep it going. Uh, but here, my chapter seven, episode seven starts now. All right, so let, I think when we would start off with sports today, just because, you know, I just feel like starting off with sports. There's just so much going on with that. So the first thing I wanted to discuss was the Jets, man. The Jets playing the quarterback carousel. Literally, one week it's Flacco, one week it's Mike White. You've had Josh Johnson play a couple quarters, Zach Wilson. Uh, it's just been real messy. You started off with Zach Wilson. He gets hurt. You bring in Mike White. He actually plays well, beats Cincinnati. Um, you know, they have a bye week, come back. He gets injured against Indy. He threw two touchdowns, I believe, before he got injured. Then Josh Johnson comes in and plays. And then um, I think Joe Flacco came in a little bit on that game as well. Then you decide, hey, you know, we don't want to start uh, – we start Mike White against Buffalo. They play Buffalo. Mike White gets destroyed. You know, he, he can't do anything against that Buffalo defense. And then you go about and have um, 
the Jets start Flacco in the Miami game because supposedly Robert Sala said that the veteran leadership would help with the um, diagnosing the defense of Miami, the supposed stout Miami defense. Um, and they ended up losing that game. So now Zach Wilson's healthy again. Uh, he'll be playing this Sunday against Houston. But the Jets have had a down season, as everyone knows. But it hasn't only been quarterback play. It, the quarterback play hasn't been – it's been really bad at times, but it, it hasn't been terrible. The defense has been terrible all year pretty much. Besides the first couple games, this Jets defense just hasn't played well at all, honestly. They've given up you – know, so, you know, they gave up a lot of points versus uh, – Buffalo gave up a lot of points versus Indy, gave up a lot of points versus New England. And, you you know, this team has got to progress forward. And nobody – again, nobody – I've said this before. Nobody anticipated the Jets being a real contending team this year. But these guys got to show improvement. These guys got to be better, become better as every week passes along. Kind of that mentality of what the Giants were last year, even though they took some step backs this year where they're improving every game. They're keeping it close. You know, they're they're finding out ways to win. And right now, it's it's not looking well. I mean, you got some breakouts from Michael Carter, the running back, who he's injured for a couple weeks. You got Elijah Moore that's breaking out. So you have some, um, you know, breakout players. But it's just a matter of consistency. It's a matter of getting that defense together. You can't have just one or two solid players. You need the whole... Defense is a team sport. It's about effort. It's about, you know, you know, focus. Um, and it just doesn't seem like that Jets defense have, has it. And especially that's a, a shot of Robert Sala because he comes as a defensive coordinator from the 49ers and they were playing consistently good defense. And this Jet team is not playing any th- good defense at all at this point. But this is a lighter part of their schedule to see if they can turn it around a little bit. Um, you know, they got the Houston now who's, who's been playing terribly, um, but they did shock Tennessee last week. So who knows? They might be off of a high win um, with that. But let's see what happens with the Jets. I just don't. Um, the QB carousel, I just found pretty interesting. And that was it's Josh Johnson and Flacco and Mike White. And then you, know, you got Zach Wilson again. Let's see if, if the, Zach Wilson coming back. He's motivated to play better because, again, you know, seeing what Mike White did with the offense, you know, you Zach Wilson, you got to be motivated by that to come out and show why you were the number one, two, the number two pick. So hopefully he's able to do that. As regards to the other New York football team, the New York Giants played a stinker in Tampa Bay on Monday, losing 30 to 10. Giants team, you know, is just, it, it lacks. Offensive line is terrible. That's that's number one. It's it's really bad. The whole time that Dave Guttman started as GM of the Giants, he said about winning in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. You win at that point of attack, you know, you have a great chance of winning every single week. But for the Giants, their offensive line constantly gets beat. It's difficult. Um, to watch this offense. Daniel Jones has no time. You can't really answer if Daniel Jones is a true quarterback because he doesn't have the time to get those throws. Now, if the guy was getting time in the pocket, 
and he's you know and he's making these mistakes then you know okay this guy isn't the quarterback but this guy is not getting any time to throw the ball find the proper receivers so it's 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 a shot on the o-line jason garrett was clearly um a target of that as well he got fired earlier this week so the oc position would you would presume would be taken over by freddie kitchens the former coach of the cleveland browns but Joe Judge hasn't made that official. He wants to keep that on the low and that kind of, you know, to give them somewhat of an advantage against Philly. Um, but let's see. Let's see if that's really an advantage. This giant team is not playing well. The defense look like the defense was in the beginning of the season, just not not doing what they were supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, this offense just it, it's lacking. It's lacking really bad. Saquon doesn't look like the same football player. Um, Galladay looks like a bust when it comes to that signing. Tony's the only bright spot, but if Jones doesn't have the time or if, if people aren't blocking for him, example, Kenny Galladay on that play in Tampa, then they're not going to win. And again, Patrick Graham didn't have himself a great day. Tom Brady's a vet, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, the potential GOAT of the NFL. And the man has seen every defense known to man. And if you're not disguising anything, this guy's going to pick you apart. And that's exactly what he did on Monday against the Giants. So, you know, the Giants got a, a division game against Philly this week, this Sunday. Let's see what happens with that game. I mean, you know, this is a winnable game for the Giants. The schedule is supposed to lighten up. But, again, I, I just don't really have any hope or motivation with this team. It just looks like it all... Like all the screws are loose at this point. It's only a matter of time before Dave Gettleman's gone. Who knows about Joe Judge? Um, you know, Patrick Graham was a great defense coordinator last year, but with no pass rush consistently from this defense, how are you going to be a great defense? They're they're not even a top ten defense at this point. So you know, there's a lot of questions for the Giants team. They don't have the money to fix it, so they can't be throwing money at it. They do have the draft picks though. Let's see if they use them smartly and wisely because they haven't done a great job drafting. Everett Ingram, first-round pick. Saquon Barkley, first-round pick. Uh, Andrew Thomas has been a bright spot. Daniel Jones, first-round pick. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, first-round pick. These are guys that were supposed to be impact players, and they're not really doing that. Sam Beal got traded for a third-round pick. Will Hernandez, second-round pick. You know, Kadarius Toney, another first-round pick. It's just, you know... It, it doesn't it, – this team shouldn't be as bad as they are, but they are. So, you know, it, does it go back to coaching, development, scouting? You know, there's a lot of questions on who's to blame for this. But all I know is that the Giants, Daniel Jones is especially has to prove because the season's over. These, these, this team isn't making the playoffs. So, sorry, Giants fans, don't get your hopes up. This team is not making the playoffs. But they have the opportunity to prove – something down the line if they can win a couple string a couple wins in a row maybe string uh you know four or five wins you know get to maybe eight wins that'd be you know a solid you know improvement from last year it's just this team is playing non-competitive football again by thanksgiving and it's just it's just messy so let's see what happens on sunday let's see And then you have the NBA. Now in the NBA, this is more the bright side, the bright spots for New York sports. 
the Knicks rolled past LA on Tuesday. They beat the Lakers at home. They played well. I mean, they were up by 25 points and then gave the lead up. Lakers tied the game up. And the Knicks were able to pull through and win in the fourth quarter. Then, just today, the Knicks played the Phoenix Suns, who were on a row. I think they've won 14 games in a row or 15. And the Knicks got rolled on. They got stomped on by this Phoenix team. Um, they looked outclassed, outsmarted in the te- in the game. Um, you know, I think the highest score for the Knicks was Kemba Walker with 17 points. Uh, this team, you know, we, we, we had high expectations as Knicks fans for this team to be better than they actually are. Um, and this team really is, you know, what it is at this point, I would, I would think, uh, they are 10 and nine, I believe now. Um, so they got it back to back. They played tonight. I mean, tomorrow night against the Hawks in Atlanta, uh, battle of the playoffs. So I know the Knicks are going to be extremely motivated by that game. And I think the Hawks want to prove that that wasn't a fluke um, when they rolled past New York in the playoffs. So let's see. I mean, I, I don't think uh, this New York team is still trying to find their footing. Uh, Fournier was hitting a couple threes in the beginning of this game. But besides that, it, it was a laugh. It slowly became more and more of a laugher. Um, it, it, the Knicks have a tough schedule coming up, man. It's not going to get any easier. So they can't be looking down. They got to look up. Focus on the next opponent after this loss, and that's Atlanta. They need to win at least. They need to go one and one on these two teams. They need to beat Atlanta, and then they because they go on to face Brooklyn, I believe, on Tuesday. So you know they got themselves a tough schedule coming up. Um, you know, and let's see where this team's at in December, in the middle of December, because it's um, it sh- it should be very interesting to see where they're at. And I could see them right in the middle of the pack of the East. The East is all jumbled and combobulated with teams that are around the same record. You know, eleven and seven. I mean, eleven and eight, ten and nine, and nine and ten, ten. You know, ten and ten. You know, so uh, the Knicks are right now in that middle ground, and let's see if they can either separate themselves and be higher up, or separate themselves and be uh, a little below that. But this Knicks team has, with the players, you would think that this team would be a little higher than that, but they just haven't been living up to expectations. Fournier looks more like a spot-up shooter than anything at this point. Same thing with Kemba, where he's he's just shooting jumpers. Anything in the paint is not really effective for him due to his knees. Derrick Rose has been out, so that's a tough loss for the Knicks, especially for the bench unit. Um, You hope that he's back soon, but there's no real timetable on him. Uh, But, yeah, you know, let's see what this Knicks team they have a tough schedule, so um, <clears throat> hey, there's only up from here. They they got to focus and you know string a, across a couple wins. It shouldn't be a win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss. As regards to Nets, now the Nets have been on a roll. You know they they've won the past four straight, beating after the loss to Golden State, beating Cleveland, Orlando, Cle- Cleveland again, and then Boston. Um. You know, and, and those are those are some um, some solid wins against teams you, you you would think they were supposed to beat. Um, so they've been playing well. Harden has been playing way better than he he was in the beginning of the season. Uh, in the Orlando game, he had thirty six points, 10, 10 assists. I know ten rebounds, eight assists. He he was solid, and Durant's been killing it as well. 
Um, and it's just, you know, is this New York, is this Nets team going to sink or swim? I'm not too sure. Um, you know, with this team, you would think that you would think that the the team um, will keep it going. It just depends on what happens with Kyrie, man. If he's able to keep it going, or is he going to? Uh, is he going to get vaccinated and end up joining the team? Who knows? I, I could see him, you know, just sitting out the season, punting on the season, and then maybe, you know, seeing if next year next year plays out, maybe signs a one-year deal and then get tries to get that max. But uh, the next team I'm not really worried about, this team, you know, there's not going to be really a lot of questions. Is the It's kind of like the Lakers where they have a lot of old older players that, that play key roles on this team, the Blake Griffins, LaMarcus Aldridge's, Paul Millsaps. You know, are they are they going to be able to keep their legs, you know, up with these teams that have young, energetic benches, i.e. the Knicks? You know, they 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 got you know the Warriors, you know, play you know whipped them around when they played them because they're moving all over the place. That team. Um, but let's see, let's see with this Nets team. I mean, you got two of the five greatest players in the league. And two top 75, I think, believe three top 75 players with, you know, Kyrie. Um, so they, you know, they, you don't expect them, they'll flounder here and there. But again, this Nets team has high expectations where you anticipate them, you know, going to make a run for the championship, you know. Uh, but let's see what happens. And Nets Warriors, you know, finals would be something that I believe the NBA is looking forward to. So. Last thing I wanted to go over as it regards to sports is now the NFL predictions for week number 12. So, let's get on to week 12. We got a couple games here. We saw, I went 3-0 on Thursday, by the way, guys. 3-0. Had the Bears winning, they won by two. The Raiders winning, they won by three. The Bills won by blowout 25. And you got Sunday's games. Now, Steelers and Bengals. Bengals are at home. Interesting game here. Uh, Steelers have been a real up-and-down team. They're at five and four. Um, it seems like TJ Watt is going to play. This is a tough team, man. This is a tough game because I this is a game that you know can be considered for you know the division. This is a tough game since he's been floundering a little bit um, at six and four. You know they had such a hot start and they haven't been playing well as as it been the last couple of weeks. In my opinion, I think this is a toss em up game. I. Bengals are at home. I think I would go with Cincinnati in this game uh, to prove that this is the next generation. You know, they're trying to put themselves in that status, competing with the Ravens for that top top uh, place in the division. Um, I think the Bengals have a better overall team than the Steelers. Ben Rossberger just doesn't look like the same quarterback. He seems like he's holding them down rather than raising them up. Steelers will be quarterback shopping. This offseason, I got the Bengals winning that. 
Panthers at Dolphins. I don't trust Tua Tagovailoa. Um, I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. Panthers are fighting for their playoff lives at this point at five and six. Um, I, I think, you know, yes, the Dolphins have a pretty good defense, but I think the Panthers will hold on and win that game. Eagles, Giants, again, the team, a battle between two teams that are kind of evenly matched, I would say, at two bottom feeders of the division. Um, the Eagles have actually been playing really well the past couple weeks. I don't. I still don't know if I trust Jalen Hurts at quarterback. They got some breakout stars in Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith. Their defense has been playing well. Fletcher Cox, um, Vernon Hargrave, you know, they got Sweat coming off the uh, – Josh Sweat. Their defensive line is really good. I could see it giving the Giants' old line some problems. But this is a winnable game for the Giants. I think after the OC of Jason Garrett gets fired, it might motivate the team to actually play better. Um. So I, I think the Giants will take this one. I, I, I'm going to pick the Giants to, to win and go on to be 4-7. and seven. Next game will be Titans and Patriots. This is a big game for both teams. Titans got embarrassed last week. They're in New England for this game. A.J. Brown is not going to play. Um, so that's a big loss for Tennessee. They're at home against New England. I think I think New England's gonna win this. Uh, I, it's it's tough because the Titans, you know, they 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 don't they're gonna come out. It's gonna be a real close game. I just think the Patriots defense is gonna overwhelm the Titans just a little bit more without AJ Brown and Derrick Henry. This is that's a tough hill to climb for Tennessee, and I think the Patriots will win that. Uh, Falcons and Jaguars. This is uh, uh, both teams that are floundering who can't really score the ball. Um. This is a tough matchup for me to pick, honestly, even though the Falcons have clearly the better record. I guess I go Falcons here. Um they they it's um it should it shouldn't be a very interesting game to watch, honestly. Uh the Falcons look like they're lacking their weapons. I pres- I would presume Cordell Patterson should be back this week, so that should give a boost for the Falcons defense. Another team that's really fighting for their playoff lives at this point. Uh, I think they'll hold on to beat the Jaguars, who are a lowly team in the AFC. Buccaneers and Colts should be a really good game. The Colts have been playing extremely well as of late. Colts here at six and five. Tampa Bay at seven and three. And they're in Indianapolis too. I don't know. I think Brady and, and the Bucks are on a roll. You got Gronkowski on a back. They seem pretty motivated here. I, I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay in this game. I think they'll hold on to beat the Colts. I think the Colts, it's going to be a close game. I think the Colts defense will keep it close. Uh, I just feel like the Buccaneers, I think this is about the time where Tom Brady starts to get it rolling and he'll he'll get it rolling against this Colts um, defense and uh, get the win for Tampa Bay. Jets and Texans, another team, two teams that are on the bottom of the AFC. I, I got the Jets winning this game. I think with Zach Wilson coming back, I think the Jets are kind of motivated here. Um I, I, I think the Jets can go back into the win cloud here, get into three and eight. Um Texas are a lowly team. You know, I, I just feel I have more trust that uh even though I don't know how I got trust in the Zach Wilson, you know, stepping up and making big plays for the Jets to get them their victory against Houston. Chargers Broncos, a four o'clock game, another game that should be really interesting. Chargers haven't been playing really well as of late. Uh, the Broncos, 
you know, they're an up and down team. The Broncos are at home here. I, I got this is tough, but I think I got Denver winning this. Um, they're at home. You know, the Chargers haven't been playing their best football as of recently. Uh, their defense has been giving up a lot of big plays. Uh, I got the Chargers uh, losing to Denver at home. Next, Vikings 49ers. Vikings have been playing extremely well. Justin Jefferson looks like a star or wide receiver. Uh, the Vikings, you know, they're 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 both they're at five at five. So uh, the 49ers at five and five. Um, so it should be an interesting game. I have the uh, I'm gonna have the uh, San Francisco 49ers winning this just because. I believe that they're due for one. Uh, honestly, um, both teams are about five and five. They're right there for the playoff race. Um, I think San Francisco, you know, they're realizing where they're at. Uh, I think if they can get their running game going, Elijah Mitchell might be out. Let's see. But Jeff Wilson's there. I, I think if they can get their running game going, I, ha- I think they have a chance to beat Minnesota. So I got San Fran in this one. Next big game, Rams, Packers. Another real tough game. Um, I really don't know where to go with this game. Honestly, I, I, I feel like it can go either way. I know the Rams coming off a bye after getting beat. I just feel like I think I think the Rams are, are due for one. They're 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 extremely motivated. I think they'll play the Packers well, and I think they'll be, this is a battle between two of the top teams in the NFC. Should be a really good game, a game to look forward to. I got L.A. winning that um, in Green Bay. Tough win, but they'll win, I think. Sunday night football, you got Browns and Ravens. Um, I don't know. I, I think Lamar Jackson still is questionable. Um, I, I'm not too sure if he's going to play. He was dealing with that sickness. Baltimore is at 7-3 and three here. Cleveland is floundering. Um. I just, it's, it's, I think Baltimore is going to win this if Lamar Jackson's back, and I believe he is going to be back. I think Baltimore is just the overall better team. The Browns are struggling right now. I think it would actually is going to be a close game, but I got um, Baltimore winning that and, and improving to eight and three. Next, you got Seahawks and Washington. Uh, you know, two teams that are, are not playing up to expectations here. Uh, I think the Washington has a game, yeah, four and six. Seattle three and seven. Um, I, I think Seattle will go on to win this. I think Russell Wilson will somehow carry the Seattle team to a victory. They're in Washington. Washington's defense is good, but they lost Chase Young. They've been, I mean, not good. Well, they were supposed to be good. They've been playing better the past couple of weeks. So, I just, I just feel like Seattle is is due for one. They're not this bad of a team, I don't believe. A three and seven Seattle team, nobody really anticipated. I think they can hold on to beat Washington and in Washington's home stadium. I got the over under on this, you know, to be. I think this could be a real low scoring game. I don't really expect it to be high scoring or anything like that. I got the over under at about thirty points, a twenty to ten victory for Seattle. Um, or a 17-13 victory for Seattle, I could see um, as the final for Monday night. So there you have it for the Week 12 predictions. 
We got plenty more to get to in this episode, so let's get it rolling onto the fashion aspect of it. All right, let's get into the fashion world of the podcast. We got plenty to talk about when it comes to that here. First thing I wanted to get into, the needs for Christmas time. Five fashion needs you guys would need during this time of the year. Winter's coming up. I know winter technically doesn't come until December 21st. I understand. But it's getting chilly out there, man. We were just outside and it was freezing. So one of the top things I have on this list is a good jacket. So if you if you want to add something to your Christmas list, add a good jacket. A good jacket that's going to keep you warm. You know, there's it comes in various, you know, price ranges, styles, you know, from bubble jackets to down parkas, you know, to um you know, jackets with fur, you know, um a whole bunch of different ones. You know, you can get in various different price ranges and you can get from your Zara's, your H and M's, your Tommy Hill figures, your polos, your North Faces, your Grey Goose, your Montclairs, your Mackage, whatever. Get you, get you guys a good coat. Nobody should be walking outside 30 degrees with just a hoodie and a flannel or a shacket. Like, nobody needs all that. You need an actual coat. That's number one. Number two, I would think, for Christmas needs is a pair of boots, man. Some type of pair of boots. It's going to start snowing soon. I know it's not snowing right now. But, you know, fellas, ladies, you guys need to get yourself a good pair of boots. You know, to wear in that all type of weather terrain pair of boots that you don't really care about messing up. Don't be wearing your Uggs out there when it's snow on the ground or it's raining or it's wind, you know, like leave your Uggs when it's cold and it's dry. You know, you can rock your Uggs then. Don't be wearing it with all these types. I see too many females, too many males too out there with Uggs on, snow outside, and y'all busting your ass in the street. Unnecessary. If you guys got some some Tims, some all-weather boots, some Red Wings, some, uh, some Sperry's, um, some LL beans, you know, all all that, you know. Then go rock a pair of those. Some Nike ACGs. I know Adidas got some some Kanye Yeezy boots. If you're into the space the space boots, the ones that Neil Armstrong walked walked on the moon with, then you know you can go ahead and rock those. Um, but get yourself a good pair of boots. Uh, number three, I would have on that list is uh, long john slash undershirts. You know, anybody can tell you that you know layering is key in the fashion world if you want to stay fly but also staying warm as well get make sure you have some undergarments i'm talking about you know if you can wear some um some long sleeve um you know thermal you know stuff that keeps you warm you know um some long johns you know stuff like that they have obviously you know i'm not talking about the long johns you wore as kids that look tight as hell. They look like pajamas when you rock them. I'm talking about, you know, the ones that are crunchy. You can find them in Uniqlo. You know, these these light T-shirts and, you know, pants, almost like leggings for men, you know, that, you know, you're able to wear under your under your jeans, under your pants that keep that give you that extra layer of warmth. So you want to make sure if you're going to be layering up, you're layering up with the right things. Like me, I always have this issue of rocking a tank top under a sweatshirt. It's 30 degrees outside. What the heck am I doing? 
you know. I should be wearing something that's, you know, going to keep me more warm than that. So, you know, that's the third thing I would have on the list. When it comes to fourth, fourth thing I would have on there would be beanies, you know, for men and women. You're good to have to keep you warm. I know, fellas, we love the fitteds, different color brims. I get it. But you need a hat that's actually going to keep you warm. You know, uh, you know, there was a time and a place where people was rocking leather fitteds. That is not that time and place anymore in 2021. Get yourself a beanie. It could be fisherman. It could be a cod. It could be a regular beanie. Get yourself a beanie. They, all these clothing stores have them for cheap. You can go to Old Navy, Gap, H&M, Zara, Forever 21. You can find these beanies everywhere and anywhere. You can find them on the, the dude in the street that's selling stuff in Manhattan. You know, you got you got people selling beanies all over the place. So get yourself a good beanie. It's going to keep your head warm because it's going to get chilly out there. And your fit is just going to fly off, especially when it gets real windy. So nobody's going to be caring about the pink underbrim when you're freezing your ass off in, in the wintertime. So that would be my number four thing. Fifth, final thing for you guys when it comes to needs for the Christmas time fashion edition. Definitely say sweatsuit. Go to for me all the time. If I could wear a sweatsuit to work, I would wear a sweatsuit to work. I'm technically doing that now because I work from home, but that don't count. I'm talking about if I actually go to the office, I'd rock a sweatsuit to the office if I could. Because that's how that's just how I feel about it. Real comfortable, spacious, you're relaxed. You know, it's it's just the go-to, it's the athleisure that I'm into. And a lot of people, you know, nowadays are into that as well. Get yourself a good hoodie, good pair of sweatpants. You know, you can get that from multiple places. I'm in love with Abercrombie and Fitch, one of my favorite stores now that's up and coming. You know, I back then, you know, it was big with the big moose on it. They 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 were attended to high schoolers and middle schoolers. Now it's more of they're trying to, you know, attract older people, you know, people of our age, you know, the twenty, the, the middle twenties, early thirties, you know, with the essential hoodie, you know, the plain hoodies in different colors, the sweats, the t-shirts, um, you know. So definitely, you know, that's, that's the place I'll be looking out. Obviously, you got your Nike, your polo, um, and you got your bouges, you know, your bouge um, sweats and all that and hoodies. So you can always go that route, but definitely get yourself a good pair, a good sweatsuit. So those are the top five things I have Christmas needs for clothing when it comes to that if you guys have any more just let me know hit me up let me know what you guys have some of your needs for christmas what you guys need in this type of weather because you know winter comes it's a long winter it seems like all the time so always make sure you prepare for it next thing i wanted to dabble into is the bubble vest i see that now the bubble vest is making a return i used to rock it a little while back you know in high school you know and and I rocked it a little bit in college, too. Now I see more and more people rocking a bubble vest from Raw Face. You know, you can get them from Forever 21 and all that. Um, I think the uh, the bubble, it's, it's a solid piece. I mean, it depends on the weather, honestly. I don't think a bubble vest and the hoodie under is going to keep you warm when it's 30 degrees outside. But if you want to rock a bubble vest when it's 50 or so degrees outside, then go ahead and, and rock it. Be my guest. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's a, it's a nice piece to have in the closet because it switches things up. You know, it's uh, you're able to show 
you know, what you have under a little bit more. Um, it's easy to throw on. It's, it keeps, you know, your air, you know, it, it keeps your chest area warm, I guess. Gives you an extra layer, but, you know, your arms is going to be freezing. Um, but I, I see a lot more people rocking a bubble vest. I see that as a trend for it. Um, when I cop, ah, maybe, you know, but it's not really something that's necessary, especially with this weather now. You got to stick with the coats, the jackets, not the, not the vest at this point because it's a little too chilly for all that. Um, next thing I wanted to get into before I got into league fit, you know, the fit of the week from the NBA league. It's Thanksgiving fit. You know, Thanksgiving is a day of getting the fits together, man. And I just wanted to break it down for you guys. So you guys know, give you guys ideas for future outfits. I like to do that for you guys. Um, it's not to brag. It's not to just, you know, because I like I told you guys all the time, fashion is something that means a lot to me. It means, you know, it is it's a part of who I am. And I just, you know, try to give tips and advice and, you know, help motivate you guys to, um, you know, if you were curious, you know, you, you wanted to be into fashion and know, not know where to start because that, that was me at one point. Like it's one thing to just follow with the trends, but if you don't, if the trends don't match you, then don't force yourself to rock it, you know. So um, for me, I had the New Balance, um, Ahmed Leon Dior's, uh, the navy blue and, and beige pair. Love those shoes, real comfortable, easy to wear, give you that aged '90s look. Had those on, play a navy blue uh, socks, had some light green khaki pants on, real comfortable from ASOS. Um, not, not, they were taper fit. They fit the jeans, the, the sneakers really well. They're not too loose, not too tight. It's a nice, solid, slim fit. Um, I had on a Yale sweatshirt, um, that I, I think I actually found from, uh, Aeropostale. I had the, I had gotten a Yale, plain Yale sweatshirt. Um, that's college sweatshirt, the old it gave me it gave me like an um you know old school type of vibe to it or real loose and then I had a Sherpa vest on that I found from Abercrombie and Fitch. Love that vest, it's fire. It keeps me it's it definitely keeps you warm, comfortable. And then I had a Fisherman beanie that I had gotten from ASOS as well, in more of an off white colorway that matched well with the sneakers and the vest. Uh, really was messing with the fit. I, I you know I'm fortunately uh, you know pictures. Uh, I didn't get a hand on the pitches from the couple pitches with me and Elise or the, I didn't take any photos by myself. So, uh, it was crazy, uh, Thanksgiving night, but that was just a fit to give you guys an idea of, uh, Thanksgiving winter-esque type of outfit. If it was a little colder outside, I probably would have threw a jacket on, but it wasn't that cold. So I was, and it was right across the street for me. So, um, yeah, I was, I was fine with the walk. So, the last thing, as you guys like, as you guys know, we like to do leak fits. Pretty much just pointing out an outfit from NBA Tunnels. Players come in all the time, rocking different outfits. It motivates others, us regular people, um, to look into what they were wearing, to consider it for an outfit for what we would wear. Um, Kyle Kuzma had a very interesting outfit the other day. Uh, with the pink long sleeve that just looked real ridiculous on him, honestly. 
Um, but yeah, there was a lot of solid outfits out there. Um, it's definitely real different. I, I, every player has their own real style. Um, but I think as it regards to the league fit for this week, I got to give it to my man uh, Jordan Clarkson. Nope, my bad. I picked the wrong person. It's not Jordan Clarkson. It was my boy David Duke plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, he had on a good fit. Uh, he had some cargos on with different pockets, like pockets that you like that are just out more of a square pocket type of feel. The the, the cargos don't look, they look like more of nylon cargos um, in a more beige colorway. And he had like a matchy shirt that kind of matched exact the exact color of the cargos. And he had like a a, a camo a tree camo jacket on with the Mets uh, coffee brown. And off-white fitted. I just matched the outfit perfectly. Had the topazes on. Um, and then, you know, the gold chain to just, you know, give it a little oomph to the outfit. And uh, well put together outfit, honestly. Really simple, calm. I'm not into these outlandish, crazy, ridiculous outfits. Example, Kyle Kuzma with that long, extra long, pink, long sleeve sweater he had on. The sleeves was way too long. I'm not into all that, you know, the people with these crazy, if if you, there's nothing wrong with color, and I feel like, you know, men kind of shy away from wearing different colors, because they feel like they either lose masculinity for wearing a specific color, or they just don't feel comfortable with rocking all these, they prefer their black, grays, and reds, but fellas, don't be scared to, you know, rock your pinks, your light blues, you know, your your reds, your, your purples, you know, don't, don't hesitate, you know, like, Show some confidence. You you know, fashion is all about confidence as well. Being able to show like, yeah, like this is what I wore. I'm I'm you know I'm I I got it. You know, put your chest down and you know show like, yeah, this is my outfit. And um, I enjoy rocking it. I don't care what you guys got to say about what colors on. You know, so yeah, I found that outfit really. It's a solid fit. Something that I would wear. And I'm pretty sure something that a lot of other people wear. Fitted game is, you know, obviously something that's still going on strong. And it's probably going to stay crazy for this next year going on. Eventually soon I'll talk about the trends that I feel like are going to end and continue on to the new year of 2022. But we'll get into it at a different episode. We got to get into the music part of this podcast. Let's get it rolling. Whoop, whoop. Uh, they gonna think I want a Grammy. Uh, they gonna think I want a Grammy. Uh, please, Drake and Future, don't sue me for that. But this get on gets into the next part of the podcast. I wanted to get into who would I pick for each Grammy category of significance because there's too many categories, so I'm not going through all of them. That'll take all day. But the most interesting ones, the ones that we talk about a lot. So they came out with the 2022 Grammy Award nominations. So there was various different artists. Controversial, of course, because there's going to be songs that people don't believe should be winning Grammys. And there's going to be, you know, albums and all this. You know, it's it's a very interesting, um, very interesting situation going on with the Grammys. You know, it's, it's they say it's rigged. They say it doesn't go to the most deserving artist. But that's everyone 
you know, his opinion at the end of the day. Do I agree with that? Um, no. I, 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 you know, honestly, in every opinion, I believe that Grammy should go to the to the person that you know is is willing to uh, who work for it. It should go deservingly so to the right person. It shouldn't be about race. It shouldn't be about um, genre. It shouldn't be about any of that. It should be about purely what was the most popular and the people who voted. It, I don't know who votes for these things, honestly, but it's got to go the most popularity, you know. So let's get into it. Let's let's see what we got here. So let's do record of the year. I have still have faith in you by Abba freedom by John Batiste. Never heard of the songs to be honest. I get a kick out of you. Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Never heard that song either. To be honest, peaches, Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Giveon. heard that right on time. Brandy Carly kiss me more Doja cat and SZA happier than ever. Billy Eilish, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, Lil Nas X, Driver's License, Olivia Rodrigo, Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic. My opinion, Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic is the song of the year. Unfortunately, they can't, they're not up from album of the year, but I think it's the most different, most, you know, it took a different turned at any of these other songs even though i haven't heard like four of these songs but i just heard this i still have faith in you by abba to be honest not my cup of tea real slow something that's just not not you know grammy worthy in my opinion never heard of the artist john batiste if any of you guys have heard about him let me know um kiss me more was a solid song radio played song it, it was it was it was okay uh, Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. You know, Billie Eilish is going to be one of the greatest artists, you know, for a long time coming up. Um, Montero, Call Me By Your Name. Lil Nas X. Uh, again, another song that, you know, killed the charts. Um, had a good mix of, you know, bars and, and the beat, the production of it. Um it's it's more of a coming, you know, I don't want to say it's a coming out song for Lil Nas X, but you can see how he got more and more comfortable in his own skin as he's released songs, which is great for him. Um, and then you got Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo, a.k.a. the Disney star. I got to give it to Leave the Door Open, man, in my opinion. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what else we have here. It's so weird because uh, let's see. A lot about pop, dance. I I know you guys don't really want to hear about that. I don't really, you know, rock is not my thing. R and B, interesting. Uh, let's see, let's see. I want to get into the hip-hop part of it. I want to see. All right, here we go. Best rap performance for a rap performance. Family Ties, Baby Keem, Kendrick Lamar, Up, Cardi B. I'm taking that out. Um, My Life by J. Cole and 21 Savage. Listen, 21 Savage and J. Cole already won a Grammy together. Um, I don't think this was their greatest hit. 
it's a it's a good song, but not Grammy worthy song. Way too sexy. One of the most overrated songs that Drake has ever came out with. Uh, Thought shit by Megan the Stallion. I'm good on that one as well. My winner, in my opinion, would be Family Ties by Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar. I think from the beat change to the way Kendrick gets on that, the return of Kendrick for this song, I think it's definitely worthy of a best rap performance. Best melodic rap performance, Pride is the Devil, J. Cole featuring Lil Baby. Need to Know by Doja Cat, Industry Baby, Lil Nas X featuring Jack Harlow. What's Your Name, Tyler the Creator featuring Young NBA Youngboy and Ty Dolla Sign or Hurricane Kanye, The Weeknd, Lil Baby. All solid songs. Um, it's To me, it's either Pride is the Devil or What's Your Name. Because um, Hurricane was nice. I, I think it was definitely a melodic song, but I just don't think it... When you're putting it against these songs here, it's it's tough. I'm going to go with What's Your Name by Tyler, the creator, and Young Boy, and Ty Dolla Sign. I think they did a great job with that song. And again, Tyler shows his his how different he could be as a rap artist. And I think it's, it's real solid. He sticks to who he is, and I think they, they would get the win, in my opinion. Best rap song. F Salts, DMX featuring Jay-Z and Nas, Best Friend, Sweetie featuring Doja Cat, Family Ties, Baby Keem, Kendrick Lamar, Jail, Kanye, Jay-Z, or My Life. My opinion, this is tough. Uh, I think Jail was a really a solid song, and I think Jail sh- should win in my opinion. I don't know if it will. But the return of the throne in this song, the teasing of it, the beat in this song, I, I think is it's crazy. I, I, I got to give it to Kanye for this one. I think he, in my opinion, he should win this. Best rap album, The Off Season, Certified Lover Boy, King's Disease 2, Call Me If You Get Lost, or Donda. The toughest decision to make. It's real tough for me. The winner, in my opinion, would have to be the offseason. Just because J. Cole is going to go down as one of the greatest rappers of our generation. He hadn't came out with an album for a while. I don't think it was his greatest work, but... Certified Lover Boy wasn't the greatest album by Drake. It was a good album. King's Disease by Nas, nice, solid album, but more of a for the streets type of album. I don't know if popularity-wise it's that great of an album. Like, is there really a big hit on that album? I'm not too sure. Call Me If You Get Lost, Tyler, the creator. Again, I don't know with the Grammys if they'll do like a Been There, Done That type of thing. But Call Me If You Get Lost, another solid album. Um, I'm just not too sure if it's better than the off season. Then you got Donda, another work that was highly touted, highly being looked, uh, looked forward to. And I, trust me, I went back and forth on this one. This was a real tough question for me, but I think I got to go off season by J. Cole 
in my opinion. So that's all I'll dabble into as it regards to the Grammys uh, for now. We'll see what happens when it comes to that. Should be real interesting with who wins. You know, obviously, there's going to be controversy regardless. But, um, you know, everyone loves winning the Grammys. Uh, it's it's an amazing feat. And all these artists in total all worked hard. They all put the work in. So whoever wins it is going to, you know, deserve it in some, some shape or form. Um, it's just, you know. If I if I don't I've never heard the song and they win a Grammy, it just doesn't make any sense to me in my opinion. Next, what I got for you guys. Bryson Tiller dropped a Christmas album. Yes. Yes. And as you heard in the background, uh Miss Elise Camacho is over here. Cause she's in love with Bryson Tiller. Aw, get out of here. I don't know. Yep, she's in love with him. I think she she would choose him over me at this point. He has a beautiful family, and I'm proud of his accomplishment. Okay, I'm just a true fan who is excited for him to continue making his music. Mm. Okay. I made it out there. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah, right. Oh, we're not. Soon, hopefully. That's the goal. Uh, but yes, Bryson Tiller did drop a Christmas album. It was really solid. Vocals were great, you know. Bryson Tiller, is, he's got great vocals. Uh, he did take a play on a lot of old Christmas time, putting his own take to it. He added a little bit 808s into it, a little bit more beat changes, and, and I liked it, and I, and I think Elise liked it a lot as well. Um, So definitely... You know, a solid album. Go check it out. It's perfect for now. Thanksgiving's over now, so everyone's going to be listening to the Christmas music. Now it's okay to listen to Christmas music now. It's always okay to listen. You heard it from at least herself. It's always okay to listen to Christmas music. Not for me, but that's her opinion, and this is my opinion. But that leads us into the next topic. The top five most iconic Christmas songs, like the top five songs you gotta listen when someone's like, "Yo, I'm throwing on Christmas music." These are the top five songs you gotta hear. You gotta hear. So for me, not in any order because I can't put them in an order, man. Last Christmas, obviously by Wham, one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. In my opinion, probably the greatest Christmas song of all time. Next one, All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. Obviously, one of the biggest hits that she's ever came out with. She makes a lot of money during this time. It's one of it's probably the biggest song that everyone listens to. Um, that's number two. Number three, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas by Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé is another guy that makes a lot of money during this time. He's made some iconic songs for the Christmas time. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's, it's, it's great during this time period because we're right before the countdown till Christmas. So that it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas works exactly with the time period we're on right now. So that's number three. 
Um, number four would be It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. Again, one of the most iconic Christmas songs you're going to hear. I just believe that hearing that, it just gets you real hyped up. It gets you in that mood. And it just gets you real excited. Next one, you know, I know other people that, again, this is my opinion. Everyone else is going to have different opinions of what they consider one of the best Christmas songs. But with the Hispanic heritage in me, Feliz Navidad is, again, one of the top Christmas songs out there. Even if you're Spanish and not, you know the lyrics to this song. Jose Feliciano did a great job with the song. Uh, putting a little Hispanic taste into Christmas and you got to give him the props. And it's still one of the most iconic songs you'll hear on the radio, especially you hear it all the time. And I love hearing it as well. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs to uh, add on to the list. But those are the top five Christmas songs. And that is this chapter of the podcast for you guys. Chapter seven is now complete. I'm glad you guys were able to tune in. On such a busy Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you guys appreciate me coming out with an episode for you guys. It's real busy for me and my significant other and my dog. They have a long weekend ahead of them that you know we're looking forward to Friendsgiving Giants football game on Sunday. Had a crazy wild Thanksgiving on a Thursday. It was it was a lot. So, you know, I appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Again, I'm extremely thankful for all you guys for tuning in. Extremely thankful for family, friends, supporters. And, you know, I I hope that you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Be safe out there, and I'll speak to you guys soon. Peace out.